Welcome to My Creativity. Uh, this is a podcast. It's about being creative and producing output. I'm your host, Surrey. So what is this show about? Well, I reveal how I work, my projects, my process, my creativity. So from the planning and goal setting to how I stay accountable for my output, to the way ideas pop into my head and the frameworks I use to stimulate my creativity and formalize it. Over the weeks, I will also interview other creatives to see how they work, what they're up to, and I'll try to learn from them wherever I can. So this podcast will appeal to anyone seeking greater creativity and wishing to learn and share along the way. I've said creativity a lot of times now. It feels funny. When you write it down, it seems reasonable, but then when you read the script out, you suddenly realize you've said the same word four times in the one sentence. doesn't matter if you're a writer, podcaster, musician entrepreneur, painter, sculptor, I think you're going to find something here that might make you think and I'm hoping will help you. Let's just go straight into my first episode here. I'm going to talk about the format I'm going to cover because it might make you, uh, I'll give you an idea of whether it's something you want to listen to more of. Obviously, I'm going to have a bit of an intro. Then what I want to do is I want to recap the goals I stated from last episode. And this is a part of my accountability here. So at the end of the episode, I'm going to let you know what I'm going to be doing for the coming week. And in the next episode, i tell you how it went, and uh, hopefully you'll see that I'm following through. Then I'm going to be looking through my thoughts, my ideas, and process, which is just kind of, um, you know, I've, I've done a lot of study, uh, a lot of self-improvement. Um, I've gone to a number of courses which talk about different ways of thinking, of working, of planning, and psychology. I'm trying to put them into place and make progress with these um, systems. I also want to talk about the progress on my various projects. This is, um, you know, as a bit of an idea, I've got Exit Plan, which is an audio drama. It's partway, probably just almost midway through season two. It's a three-season story arc. So uh, season three will be the end of this complete arc. There may well be more exit plans, but three is what I've got planned. Uh, I'm also working on Space Brains, which is a science fiction movie review show with my good friend. He actually lectures at university on um, uh, media studies. He's also a, a script writer and a, a filmmaker, and he, he works with his wife, who's also a, a documentary filmmaker. And I'm I'm just a massive nerd who loves science fiction. And so we get together and we talk about uh, these movies. In particular, we have a particular focus on enjoying the movies. We're not there to critique them and make you know, point out all the bad points. We're there to tell you how what all the good points are and how you can be inspired and excited by science fiction. I'm also working on the novelization of Exit Plan. I've got a few novels that I've written in the past, which I'm going to be revisiting and revising. Oh, I've got another two podcasts planned. One of them is, you might call it a narrative-driven documentary style npr style sort of podcast quite ambitious i think and another also quite ambitious one is this um another sort of contemporary fantasy with musical elements so we'll see how that all goes and where that all falls in uh finally then i'm also going to talk a bit about my music i'm not what you might call a great musician or anything of that sort but i really do find a lot of joy in creating music and uh, certainly the, the music I've used in Exit Plan has been my own creation. 
and I've also worked with you know, remixing some other things. I might dabble on that. Uh, and then, as I said, at the end of the show, I'm going to go over what my goals are for the coming week. What I'd really love, and it would be absolutely awesome, I think, would be if there was listeners coming, following along, who would come up with their own goals for the week, and they could uh, tweet them at me or, or email them in, and we could sort of be a bit accountable together. I think that would be very good. And then, of course, a bit of an outro, which, quite frankly, most people will probably just uh, press stop at that point, but that would be my chance to, to talk a bit more about whatever I feel like. So, tonight's episode, then, there's no goals to recap because this is the first episode. However, what I do want to talk about is my planning and a bit how, and I suppose also how I got to this point, how I got to the point where I am. I think I think what I'm doing now is I'm taking things seriously. It's sort of hard to say because I previously thought I'd been, ta- been taking things seriously, but I realized that I hadn't. And I have this very strong feeling that there's a lot of people in that same situation who are thinking to themselves, oh no, I take my art, my writing, my business seriously. But really, if they were to stop and take a good hard look at what they're doing, how they're doing it, what their thought processes are, what their belief systems are, what their values are, they would have to admit that, in fact, they are not taking it seriously. So, how to get that way? Well, if I were to go back just a little way, it would be easy to say I had a midlife crisis. That's sort of the short version. But if we go back further, I started writing, started writing fiction, I suppose, back when I was, I was maybe 12. I fell in love with these... Dungeons and Dragons, Choose Your Own Adventure books, the actual branded D&D ones. And so I, I wrote one of my own. Uh, I have no idea where it got to or, or where it ended up, but I really did love the process. Then through high school, I continued doing creative writing. Uh, year 11, uh, I actually enrolled in a tertiary level creative writing um, subjects. Uh, and I, I even won a short story competition and got published in a sort of a small short story compilation from year 11, year 12 and university students. At the end of year 12, I went to university, Bachelor of Arts, Literature and Psychology, because uh, I figured that's how I would be able to know people and be able to write good. I think that's kind of, it's possible, but the the learning, as, as I'll get into, the learning itself is it's almost irrelevant in a way. So I went to uni and I started doing literature and psychology and it was not everything it was wrapped up to be. It was okay. I really loved the philosophy subjects I was doing. And I, yeah, I kind of like psychology a bit. It's a bit scientific. But I was looking at it, I was just going, there's just no, there's no career in that. And the reason I was thinking that is because my brother just recently... Uh, graduated with his Master of Economics and Actuarial Studies, and he got himself an opening. Like, what was his entry levels? Like, he started a job at $75,000 a year plus bonuses, which, when you go back to the 90s, pretty decent, particularly for an a entry-level graduate. Uh, so I saw that and I just went, wow, that would buy me a lot of computer games. And I um, changed to business. Business marketing, part of business, of course, you've got to do computers, and then I realized, you know what, I actually am very passionate about computers. I had been, since I started programming when I was eight, been working with computers. I was teaching the high school teachers some of the 
features of the various programming languages we're doing. So I, I changed to a double major, marketing and computing. Kind of left the marketing a bit behind. I did okay in it though. I mean, I, I got a reasonable, I think, credit average for marketing. Not a bad effort. Um, but I got a, well, I just, just shy of a high distinction average for computing because that's what I was loving. And then I, I just, I basically just gave up on the um, creative side. I was all about getting a job, making money, buying a house, going out on a Friday night, partying, all that sort of thing. And I don't really regret that. I mean, that's, it was fun. Uh, I'm sitting here as a crotchety old man. I'm thinking, you know what? I should have knuckled down and maybe not. Maybe I should have, maybe I should have just gone out and done all those things. But I found when I I moved over here to Western Australia from Melbourne and I was taking the train every morning and I was reading books, you know, novels, fantasy. I was reading um, Girl Girl with the Dragon Tattoo and I was reading Game of Thrones and I got onto this um, top 100 science fiction uh, list and so I was working my way through that through... You imagine, you know, 1984, uh, Chrysalids, uh, Hyperion. What else are the um, the Night's Dawn trilogy and uh, Gateway, uh, The Mailman, and so on. It just goes on. And then my dad wrote a book. Uh, it's something he'd been sort of thinking about. And I read it and I went, geez, I should be doing this. I used to love doing this. So I stopped reading books and started writing them. And I finished my book, and then I was like, oh, well, I should get it published, I suppose. And I thought, oh, I don't, I'm not going to self-publish. That's that's uh, that's a lot of hard work. And so I, I sent off a couple of query letters, but and I got rejected, of course. So I thought, okay, I'm a real writer now. That's great. But, you know, I, I left it at that because I was just like, oh, and I convinced myself, this is the story I tell them. We, I'll, I'll go into this more later, but we all tell ourselves little stories, they allow us to make sense of our life and our decisions. They give us justifications and rationalizations. And they're not always bad. They're not always good. In this case, I think it was not good. Because I was telling myself, I'm not really interested in doing this. I'm not a full-time writer. Uh, I'm not going to dedicate myself to you know, living the writer lifestyle and joining all the groups. I'm not a terribly social person. I'm very... I'm very happy with myself, by myself. Uh, I don't mind people, sure. I get around, I've got friends, whatever. But, and I think this probably applies to a lot of writers, I I could happily be locked in a cave for a few weeks by myself um, before I came up for air, and then I'll be back in there. Like, it's just not a problem. So... I told myself this story and the rejection letters, that they didn't particularly worry me. They, they didn't surprise me. I was expecting them. And I think I think in expecting the rejection letters, that is also part of... Yeah, it, I think that I didn't try as hard as I could have if I was genuine. But that was okay. At the time, that's where I was. But then my mother-in-law at age 57 had a heart attack, which which is really quite young for a woman to have a heart attack. And she wasn't especially unhealthy. Uh, she used to smoke when she was younger, but um, had, had been quit for a long time. So she had this heart attack, had to have a, an emergency quadruple bypass, basically all of her um, arteries and, and veins feeding and to and from her heart were clogged. 
and had to be bypassed. And I saw her on the hospital bed after the surgery and she was so weak. I mean, she's such such a vigorous and vital woman. Uh, she lives on a small acreage and has sheep and dogs and chickens and uh, hamsters and, not hamsters, guinea pigs and goodness knows what else and a fruit orchard. So she's busy as all heck. And there she was. She's just looking... Uh, two seconds from the grave and I sat there and I, I, I got home and I really other, you know, other than going oh my goodness I, I'm so glad she, she didn't pass because you know, she's one of my best friends but you know let's, let's um, this is not about that emotional journey that's a different one for another time this is, this is about the one that, that happened where I realised that I was going to die and I think this is from reading this is what the midlife crisis is I could see that if she could lie there looking like she's going to die, I could too. And one day I would die. I was really just asking myself, what have I done? What do I have to show for it? Have I have I lived the best life I could? Have I helped as many people as I could? Have I have I left anything behind for others to grow, learn and feel connection from? Or was I just going to be forgotten when my children pass away? It's, it was very sobering. And, and rather than buying a sports car and uh, you know leaving my family to try and find a, a young woman or something, that just sounds like too much work to me. Now, rather than doing that, I, I really had a lot of introspection. I had a look and I realized that I just wasn't happy at the work I was in. I was doing this computer work and it was, it was pretty good. I, I can't complain. The people were great. It was a it was a reasonable job, but it it left me feeling hollow. So despite the financial consequences, I quit. For the next year and a half, I stayed home. I looked after the kids. I was a stay-at-home dad, so I did all the cooking, the cleaning, kids to and from school and activities, and uh, I supported my wife in her business endeavors. She's sort of starting down this path as well. Then I, I ended up having to get a job again, but that was okay, because this time, I sort of had this, this notion that the job was really just so I could get a mortgage, so I could build a house. And I was reading these books, uh, I was reading about mindfulness, I was reading um, High Performance Habits by Brendan Bouchard, uh, I was listening to um, videos by various business coaches and things, and I was start- and, and I read uh, well, Carol Dweck's Mindset. If you haven't read that, I suggest you do. I will no doubt talk about that later. And so I started, I started up a small online shop as sort of a to test the waters. It, it didn't sell anything, of course, because it's not actually what I wanted to do. But I did learn a lot. Uh, I've since shut that down, and then I started started back to writing, and I was trying to figure out what I was going to write. And I was at the time. I was listening to uh, podcasts. I discovered, you know, my brother, my brother and me, and the the Adventure Zone. And then I was I was looking looking for something a bit more exciting, not exciting, a bit different, a bit more, um, let me say, engaging. And I found We're Alive by the um, you know, audio theatre for the mind, Casey Welland. That really inspired me. I thought, you know what, I've got to make an audio drama. So I started writing Exit Plan a bit. 
a bit half-heartedly because I, I was like, you know, I don't know how to, I've never made an audio drama. I've never written a script. I've written novels, but not scripts for anything. Uh, but then as it happened, this uh, business coach I'd been following online was doing the trip, uh, you know, tour around and he does, you know, the seminar, which he gives you some info, but then also at the end pitches you to, to come along to a, a longer training course. Uh, so my wife signed me up for that because she knew that I was looking for something and she's a fantastic woman. So I went along and I learned a bunch of stuff from this guy and I knew that he was he was the real deal. So I signed myself and my wife up to his three-day um, course where you cover psychology, leadership, planning um, and some marketing sort of stuff. And uh, it was conveniently enough, it was over right near where my brother lives in Sydney. So I could stay at my brother's place while he was off skiing in, I don't know, he was skiing somewhere. Uh, so I went over and did this three-day course. But the difference here was that I'd come to this point, and so had my wife. She's also my business partner. We've come to this point where it's like, we are sick of being wannabes. We want to be... As the, as the joke goes, we, we, we want to be doing, executing. We don't want to be dreaming. And we said right from the start, we're going along this three-day seminar. We've just shelled out $7,000 to get ourselves there. We are going to implement everything that we practically can, no matter how stupid it seems, or no matter how much we think, oh, we don't need to do that because we've already know that. We're just going to, we are committed to doing it and doing it properly because that's the only way we're going to get ahead. Every book I've read, every lecture I've heard, you know, you hear Tony Robbins talk about it, everyone says it's the execution. And they all say the same things. You've, you've got to do certain certain activities, certain tasks, certain planning, certain goal setting. You've got to do these things. You've got to write them down. You've got to talk about them. And you've got to execute them. And all my previous efforts, I've been thinking, oh, yeah, yeah, I know. I don't have to write this down. I'll get it done. Um, it's cool. I'm, I'm doing my own thing. Or oh, I never really was that interested in that anyway. You know, any number of excuses and, and sort of, you know, blame shifting. So we went along. We did this three-day course. And there's a few things we learned there. But one of the best things here that I'm really going to talk about is the planning process. Because that's... That's in part what this whole podcast is about. It's about setting goals and then being accountable for them. I would really love it if we could do this together in some way. I don't know how many people are going to listen to this, but I would hope that anyone who does will be brave enough and determined enough to tweet at me or email me and get involved in this goal setting and accountability process. So anyway, here we go. So the basis of this goal, this planning system that this particular business coach brought up, he had this planning process, which I found really helpful because I've looked at various planning. If you look at business planning on the internet, you Google that, you look at strategic planning, you Google that, you will get sort of dry description of everything. And the the process is kind of, uh, it's really, I think it really better suits a larger organization. And this is just me, me and my wife. And we needed something that we could make use of immediately, something that would work effectively, something that was sustainable, something that you don't need 
an architecture team or or a planning department to deal with. This business seminar brought that to the table. And that's why I'm going to sort of share it with you guys because I have found it really very valuable. If you're out there listening to this and you're in IT, you're probably going to recognize this as a something of an agile development or agile management process. That's why I think that's why it really struck me because I've, I'm a great big computer nerd and I've been doing agile project management uh, across many different uh, roles that I've had. So the basic breakdown is this. You first of all want to have, you want to find out what your purpose is. This is probably the hardest part because your purpose is the thing that is at your core that drives you to act. It's the thing that will guide you toward where you want to go. It's not an external thing. Your purpose is not to satisfy some external effect. It's something that's internal. It's something's personal. It's something that makes you tick. You've got to, you're going to have to spend some time looking at this. It's one way of doing it, for example, is going, well, I enjoy writing fantasy stories. Okay, but that's not a purpose. So what about fantasy stories do you like writing? I like to be able to use my imagination to create situations that are fantastic and couldn't possibly happen. Okay, what do you like about that? And so on. You keep, you keep peeling back the layers until you get down to the very basis Basically, my purpose that I've come up with is that I want to inspire creators to inspire. I watch these science fiction movies and fantasy movies and I read books and listen to the, the audio dramas and podcasts and things. And I don't know if any it must happen to other people, but there are just situations where my brain explodes in wonder. You know, I watch an episode of of Star Trek and besides the actual basic plot outline, there'll be some aspect of it, some somewhat abstract concept in there which will just make me... It'll, it'll set my brain on fire and I'll think of 50 million different scenarios and different different ways that this can interact. And and that's, that's what I, I want to do. I want to be able to... I want to be able to be a part of creating that inspiration in other people who will themselves go on to create that inspiration in other people. I think it's just this beautiful chain that connects connects people uh, into this cause of creating a better world, even if that better world is just in our imagination. I like to think, though, that by having this, this uh, miraculous unfolding of imagination, we will... Uh, interpolate that into our real world. So that's my purpose. Now your mission. Your mission is not a mission statement. If you go Google mission statement, you'll get told that your mission statement should say blah. And that's not what we're talking here. You, you probably want to have a bit of a mission statement if you want, but that comes later. That's a separate thing. What I'm talking about here is a mission in the same way that uh, the the military talk about a mission or NASA will talk about a mission. It's a destination it's got a purpose and it is measurable in its success. You will know when you've completed your mission because you will have ticked off these checklist items. And this mission objective is what is going to drive all of your planning and strategic decisions because everything you decide is going to lead you to this mission success. So let me, let me tell you my mission. Uh, my mission is to 
Jeez, oh, I, I wrote this in my own handwriting in my notebook. So I've got, I've got a separate notebook. So rather than writing this on the computer like I normally would, uh, where I think it feels a bit disconnected, I actually have a hand a, wrote, a written notebook because I've read a number of these um, business coaches and thought leaders, and they say there is a difference between writing something on a computer and using your hand to craft the word. So anyway, I'll try to read it here. Okay, so I, my mission is to create a collaborative entertainment network of creatives, sorry, network of creators of wonderful stories supported by patrons, not advertising. I, I'm, in fact, I'm thoroughly against advertising. And the reason for that is simple. If I am creating some sort of content, be it a story or a podcast or a movie or whatever, if my primary source of revenue to support me doing that is advertising, who am I creating this content for? Am I creating this content to inspire creators of new inspiring content? Or am I creating this content to sell a mattress or some shaving products? Will I hold back on some of my story and, and creativity in order to satisfy a, a cook-at-home recipe company? No, I believe that if I'm going to create creatives who inspire other creatives, I have to create for them. And I also thoroughly believe that people will will recognize value in that and sponsor and support that. So anyway, no advertising. There we go. The My, my mission then, it's a 10-year mission. I know that the Enterprise went on a 5-year mission. Well, this is a 10-year mission. And there's an important reason for it to be a 10-year mission because that means if I screw up the first few years, I've still got plenty of time to get myself back on course. Because it's it's also puts in my head the idea it is a long game. This is uh, this is a time in our history where we hear these amazing stories of I mean what Facebook. Mark Zuckerberg went from being a, a university student to multi-billionaire in, I think, six years. That's astounding. And then we've got things like um, Instagram sold for, you know, that was made uh, over the course of a few years and then sold for billions of dollars. And you hear Snapchat and you hear all of these incredible success stories. But really, there's only one Facebook has come out. There's only the one Instagram and Snapchat. There's only one WhatsApp, you know. The, the vast majority of successful businesses, successful creators, successful pioneers and imagination workers, imagineers, let's call them that, are not multi-billionaires. They're successful and, and they're sustainable and they are, I would hope they're somewhat content. But they take longer than a six-month viral campaign. It really, It really does. I mean, it can be that short, of course, but... I'm not banking on that. That's called hope. And a uh, a friend of mine, she says, hope is not a strategy. So it's a 10-year mission. It started the 1st of October 2018, and it ends 1st of October 2019. Oh, sorry, 2028. My first year will end in 2019. Which brings me to the next thing. You now have annual priorities. So we know in 10 years' time... And sorry, I'll, I'll let you what 
10 years time I'm going to be creating a collaborative entertainment network of creators of wonderful stories supported by patrons not ads how will I know I've done that what 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 metrics am I using I'm looking at my reach that's how many people are going to be affected by this I'm looking at 10 million people regions I'm talking about the English speaking world uh, unfortunately I only speak one language clients I'm going to have 1 million monthly um I can't read my writing subscriptions okay so that's each month there's going to be a million people um supporting my venture my revenue is going to be in excess of 100 million dollars a year and my profit is going to be about 50% so these are big numbers and I don't doubt there's a number of you that's sitting there shaking your heads going this poor deluded fool, he's making up huge numbers and being ridiculous. Well, you know what I say, though, is, is that a true assessment or are you repeating these stories that have kept you down this whole time? And then I'll also counter that by saying, I recognize they're big numbers. And there's a reason for that. There's an absolute reason for that. Let's put it this way. If I've got a 10-year goal of... You know, 10 million people and of a million people each month paying me money, $100 million a year of revenue, the sorts of strategies, the sorts of goals and the decisions that I have to make from now until then to get me to those numbers is significantly different from the sorts of decisions and strategies I have to implement if I want to get to $100,000 a year. That's their choice. Uh, I'm not going to stop them. The point is though, your mission wants to be a bit audacious, uh, big, hairy, audacious goals I talk about. And that is because you want to be thinking of those sorts of decisions which will head you in the direction you want to go. Okay, I don't want to go to doing being a creative producing output which yeah just manages to supplement or or just manages to replace my current income. That doesn't sound like... That's not success. That's not sustainable to me. That's not me inspiring people that's me copping out that's me thinking that i'm not worthy of being an inspiring person and that's what i want to be so i've got some big numbers there to ensure that i make the sorts of decisions that will lead me to big results that's basically it and again this is part of that commitment my wife and i made when we went along to this course was I have previously heard these sorts of things to go and write big, hairy, audacious goals and so on. And I've, like many of you listening, I'm sure, sat back and chuckled and went, <laughs> yeah, whatever. Okay, yeah, sure, you're going to be another millionaire, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And you know where that's gotten me? Nowhere. Where's it gotten you? Has it got you all the fame and riches and fortunes you could ever want? Has it got you creating the sorts of things you want to create? Have you made that movie that you thought would be awesome or the TV series? Have you met the inspiring people that have been your heroes? Have you done any of these sorts of things? Probably not. Let's move on then. So you've got annual, annual priorities. So that's my 10 years out. I'm only going to do one year ahead now. So the annual priorities are strategic in nature they aren't, they may or may not have specific numbers associated with them, but they're, each one of those strategies or strategic points is designed to get you closer to your mission. So you look at your mission and, you know, I want to create a collaborative entertainment network. 
okay, so what in this coming year, what do I have to do to start creating a collaborative entertainment network? Well, I registered my name, gravityundone.net. I built a website. I started, you know, I started engaging on social media, that sort of thing. So my priorities then were to create podcasts, to create more content for my website, to establish alliances and make friends. And I like to think I'm doing that. I'm trying very hard, but you know, as I said, I'm I'm not I'm not the most uh, socially outward sort of person. I want to establish paying customers. So this 12 months, I need to get a dollar, at least one dollar from someone in exchange for my production. I want to start specifying an app because I need I need some way of communicating and interacting. It's supposed to be a collaborative entertainment network. I can't do that on my own. It can't be collaborative with just me. And it could be a website, and maybe this app is what's called a progressive web app, or it could be a bespoke mobile app, but I need to start thinking about that. And I have. I'll get to that in future episodes. And I need to start thinking about why people would want to join this network, why people would want to subscribe. That's kind of a bit airy, so I don't know. So that's my annual Annual priorities, each one of those is stepping me closer towards my 10-year mission. I break this down into quarters. So my first my first quarter was to create 15 videos and an ebook. To also complete writing and recording, exit plan. Reach out to three podcasters to establish alliances. So that was from October to January. Now I've I created in fact 16 videos and two ebooks. I haven't released the ebooks because it turns out that they um, after creating them and and looking at what they were and, and what was available and the amount of content that I'd actually created in these 16 videos, I realized that I've got an opportunity there to turn those videos into much more useful, valuable things that people will actually want. I, I did complete rec- uh, writing season one of Exit Plan and recording it. In fact, I finished writing season two as well. I, I have reached out to a number of podcasters and, and I've started, you know, I, I chat to them on reddit and discord and i i try to uh, cross promote them on twitter because they have content they've got podcasts that i quite like as well it's not a zero-sum game okay if if some other podcast succeeds it doesn't mean that i'm failing and that's an important thing to remember in particularly in creative fields and if someone else writes a fantastic novel it doesn't mean that i can't also write a fantastic novel so let's support each other. I also then had some personal goals. because So that's sort of my, if you like, my business goals, my creative goals, or my, my goals as a creative entrepreneur. I got some personal goals. Back before I had kids, I was very fit, and I ran two marathons, I ran a couple of Tough Mudders, and I would commonly, on a Sunday morning, go for a 21-kilometer run. And it was, I really enjoyed it. But the kids came along, uh, my schedules got thrown out of whack looking after babies and um, it kind of got harder and I, and I let that go. And this is again one of these uh, one of these stories I was telling myself that I don't have the time for it and I'm going to do a whole episode or two on time because that's something you've got to really, it took me a while to figure it out but I got it. I think I did anyway. So I want to get back to running 21 kilometers on the weekends. I want to be able to fit comfortably in a size 32 jeans. 
So back in the day, I was I was a very hefty lad, 120 kilos. That's say 250 pounds. Five foot ten was 175 centimeters. So I wasn't uh, fabulously oversized, but I was certainly well and truly uncomfortable in my size. I couldn't walk upstairs. I was I was unfit. I was a computer programmer and Dungeons and Dragons player, and that was it. And as you can tell, that doesn't involve any physical activity. I was only 24 years old. So anyway, I, I lost 50 kilos. Uh, I got my personal training certificate. I became a gym instructor. Um, hold on the story. And since the kids came along, as I said, my training, all my routines got thrown out of whack. I put on about seven or eight kilos and my jeans are just tight and uncomfortable and I want to get back to being comfortable in them. This is a personal annual goal. Uh, I also want to be able to play and sing at the same time on my guitar. And okay, and I want to perform at an open mic. The current quarterly that I'm in now is I want to start a podcast with my friend Mark. And I did. That's called Space Brains. You can listen to it every second Saturday. I just released our review and discussion of The Lobster. Uh, so I, we, we talk about you know good scenes, actors, that sort of thing. But then I take a moment to talk about the science involved because uh, I've got a background more in science and it just it's just I'm in love with it let's put it that way and my friend Mark as I said he's a, a filmmaker a, he teaches media studies at university he's fully into that so he starts talking about the technicalities of filmmaking uh, the use of music and so on so we've done that uh, novel of season one to be published so that's exit plan novel I'm hoping to be able to I'm not hoping, I have planned, and it is my goal, to publish this novel, which is a novelization of season one of this audio drama, and I'll sell it. So, with some effort and some time, I will actually be able to make a bit of money out of this exit plan effort. So that, as I said, that's moving me towards my annual, oh sorry, my, my ten-year, my annual goal, sorry, of establish paying customers. If I can sell just one copy of that novel, and no, not to one of my friends or family, to an actual person who wants to read it, then I'll succeed at that annual priority, right? Um, oh yes, I want to create an interview podcast. So I I did plan out, and I've got planned this um, NPR sort of narrative documentary style podcast. Uh, I've got... Um, interview questions and topics and I've started identifying people to get in touch with but I'm running out of time so I've actually started up this podcast my creativity which is about my planning creativity but I'm also want to get into the heads of other creative people and I don't want to be talking to the JK Rowling's I would actually who wouldn't that'd be pretty cool but you see what I'm saying I don't want to be talking to the the great big success stars who are Kick, already kicking all the goals because they're just going to say the same, yeah, you know, the same sort of things that you listen to, and it and it doesn't seem approachable. That's certainly what I find when I, I listen to this. I was listening to a a, a podcast where someone's going to reveal how they're interviewing someone who in one month got a million Facebook fans, and some number of something or other. I said, well, well, that'd be interesting. What does he have to say? And the first thing he says, well, I started with oh, between two hundred fifty and three hundred different variations on these ads which are then posted out and every day I reviewed the re- and I'm like, 
I don't have the budget or the time to come up with 250 to 300 variations of an ad. I mean, how is that information helpful to me in the slightest? If I had that sort of time and budget, I would just pay someone to do that. And yeah, there's your secret. Get a professional who knows how to do it and just pay them. It's ridiculous. So I want to be interviewing people who are you know, on the front lines of the creative battle. People who are trying to get uh, recognition as self-publishers, trying to market and sell their artwork, trying to um, get their plays created and 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 movies and you know this sort of the people who are in a similar position to myself and I think a lot of people who will be listening to this will be in the same position you're you're really kind of at the beginning or or maybe just a few steps in and you you just want to hear how other people are doing it and you want to get that real I suppose close to the bone sort of information so that's my interviews that are coming up in future episodes Okay, I need to create a shop. So I need, um, I had a bit of an experiment with a shop, an online store that I created before. So I know how to do all of that now. That's pretty good. I want to create a shop for Gravity Undone, uh, you know, to be able to sell a bit of merchandise, to be able to sell my books, um, to be able to promote other artists' works and sell them uh, in days to come. So, oh, geez, I've got to, I've got to hop on that. I've only got two weeks to do it. And I need to be able to learn songs on my guitar. So I said learn one song. Turns out I've done, I've done one song and I'm just about done the other one. I'll maybe I'll play them. For, I can't play them to you because they're actually covers of other songs, and I don't have the permissions. Even though one of the songs from 1956, and the people involved in that are all kind of well and truly compensated for any creative effort they did. So anyway, there, there you go. So March. What did I say I was doing in March? Okay, so March. I've got to finish this novel i have to really i'm going to do a recording of the songs that i've been learning to uh, sort of as proof of having learned them uh, i need to create that shop so i've got two weeks to finish these things off how about that so that's the quarterly it breaks down to monthly as i said my monthly there for march was to finish writing this podcast um create a shop uh, learn and, and play a song on guitar uh, to, to be clear, I I can only sort of play guitar. I, I can't sing and play simultaneously. That's the skill I'm trying to learn. There you go. So monthly, we break that down to weekly. And you can go down to daily. And this is where this, the agile thing is. So you break it down into daily. And then you have a, little, like a daily stand-up where you spend just literally five minutes with an accountability partner or with your team if you've got a, a business team. And you talk about three tasks that you did yesterday and whether you've finished them and why, and where they're still in progress, and you list three tasks you're going to do the next day. You spend only that much time talking about it. The weekly ones, you spend a bit more time planning out what the goals are for the week. So at my resolution level, I'm going for weekly because I've got a day job which has nothing to do with what I'm doing here. It's computer programming in in the energy industry, which is like totally nothing to do with what I'm doing. So I'll be doing weekly. And the, this goes as a as an iterative thing. So each week, if I don't succeed, it's not about blame. It's not about punishment. It's about assessing, perhaps assessing what is possible, maybe assessing why it didn't uh, succeed, why these goals were not met, and seeing if there's a way of 
of breaking down barriers so they can be met in the future. And that's a really important thing. So Brendan Bouchard, if you have not heard of him, uh, he's a clever little cookie. Go look him up. He's got a book, six. Uh, it's called High Performance Habits. And one of those things there, he's, he's gone around and interviewed a whole bunch of real high performers, whatever, blah, blah, blah. One of the habits there is peer review. Uh, a high performer is not afraid to receive feedback because feedback allows the high performer who has a growth mindset to correct course, to improve. You can't reach perfection if you don't execute. And if you're continually waiting to be perfect before you execute because you're afraid of the feedback, then you're never going to get anywhere, right? So I know that Exit Plan is not a, a world-class audio drama. I like to think it is entertaining, and I think I think people will get genuine value out of it. But I've never produced an audio drama before. I've never written a script before. I've never cast voice actors before. Uh, I've I've just never done anything to do with um, audio drama or, or media production before. But that didn't stop me. I'm not going to go, oh, well, I'm going to have to go do a university course on it and then I've got to get a job for it, and then in 10 years' time I'll feel confident enough to do my own thing. Well, no, there are people who have done that and who are working as a production assistant, as a, helping, helping as a scriptwriter and so on, who themselves are still not confident in producing their own stuff. So I did exit plan, stuck it out there. I'm getting feedback and I'm trying to improve it. There you go. Okay, so that's planning. Planning very important. Uh, you start with ten yeah, purpose. You really dig deep, find your purpose. Use that to create a mission. Why do you have to have your mission? And this is a mission that is an end objective in 10 years' time. You need a mission so you know what direction each of your steps should take towards. You then need to come up with annual priorities. And each, each one of these strategic priorities needs to get you towards your mission goal. You break that into quarterly targets. These quarterly targets have numbers against them. You need to know whether you succeeded or not. You break that into monthly. Because the quarterly ones are kind of, kind of going to be a bit big. The monthly ones need to be specific. You need to know exactly, you know, I needed to know exactly how many videos I was going to create this month, how many episodes of Exit Plan was I going to write this month. I, I need to know um, how many songs am I going to learn the guitar. Break that down into weeks, and you can break, you can break it down into days as well. My, my wife breaks it down into days. She works with her team, and they connect each night and share their goals for the next day, and it has massively improved her output. And since I started this planning, my output, so from October, I've written the three seasons of Exit Plan, I've got the recordings for the first two, and I've successfully released and produced, uh, let's see, the first 16 episodes and the next seven, so that's 23 episodes. Uh, I've also now released another two podcasts Oh, and, and I'm still keeping up with my daily family duties, looking after the kids, playing with them. Uh, I'm still having fun. But you know what? I, I'll get into those other things. So my goals for this coming week are as follows. One, I have to produce and edit the next episode of Exit Plan. That, that's going to be a, an ongoing goal each week. I've got to edit together... The next, no, not this coming week, so I've got to finish proofreading Exit Plan Season 1 novel, 
because the following week I've got to get it formatted. I've got to get a cover for it. I've got to get it published. What else am I doing this week? That's, well, let's just go with those ones then, shall we? There's going to be other stuff as well, but they're, they're my established ones. Oh, I've got to create a shop. So exit plan, uh, the novel, and a shop. That's that's three three goals for this week. Next week, I'll let you know how I've gone on those three goals, and then I'll let you know what my next three goals will be. They'll probably be very similar because I'm trying to get to the end of my um, March quarter successfully completing everything. I think maybe... Let's have a little bit of... Ooh. And there you go, that's, that's called learning. If you want to actually get somewhere, you're going to make mistakes. Oh, you see, so it turns out trying to play guitar just on the spur of the moment like that, not as easy as I'd like. See you next week. Why, hey, why don't you give Space Brains a shot and uh, exit plan? You can find them on uh, yeah, Grab Your Own Down there on all these streaming sources. Bye.